guys know we've been doing this for a year? This is our year mark. Is it really? Fox Gamers. This week? Yeah. This week? We did it, boys. We missed three weeks. We're on episode 49. Yeah, there was a couple instances. I'm sure Jeff had diarrhea. I had diarrhea. And then I had diarrhea again. That's three. That would be three. Welcome to level 49 of the Sandbox Gamers After Dark Podcast. A podcast where three vidgets meet weekly to talk about life, love, and the pursuit of vidya. Thank you so much for joining us. I am your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob, coming at you live. Well, semi-live, that is, from Southern California. And on the line with me are two of my best Arizona friends in the metaverse. <clears throat> the Scott Lang of our podcast. Vactor. Thanks for thinking of me. Ants. Ants. <laughs> and our very own Quantum Realm, the always angry Jeffrey Whitehouse the second. Yeah, we don't watch Ant-Man around here. I don't know what that <laughs> <level> was. <laughs> and I'm Modoc's butt, everybody. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Modoc's butt is in the movie. <laughs> Some say it's the best part. I think it got the biggest laugh out of me <laughs> when I saw Ant-Man. Uh, sorry for the Ant-Man spoilers, everybody, but, you know, it's been a week. What are you doing? <laughs> you should have seen it already. That's all I really have to say. Thanks for joining us again. If this is your first time listening to the Sandbox Gamers After Dark podcast, well, let me tell you what we're all about. We'd like to talk all the latest and greatest video game news then we have a little rundown of what we've been playing this week and then every once in a while we'll get into the after dark content and that's where that's where the the lightning strikes that's where we catch it in a bottle you know lightning in a bottle and we really sell this podcast so stick around to the end because maybe there's something good or maybe there's not i don't really know either way you're gonna want to subscribe hit subscribe on whichever podcatcher it is you're listening to us on and if you're listening to spotify or apple podcasts why don't you give us a five star rating on there because it really helps us out it'll help us grow our 10 listener count well here's the thing Sometimes it says we have 10 listeners. Sometimes it says we have thousands. I don't really know what to believe. <laughs> so let's split it down the middle. Let's say it's 500. So the 500 of you listening to this, we appreciate it. But, you know, how how many of you 500 are actually subscribed? That's what I really want to know. So hit subscribe. Give us a review. Tell your friends. Do all the things. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. If there's one thing you can count on every single week, it's the simple fact that Jeff W. is always DTF. That stands for Down to Talk Fun or Down to Get an Order of Those Carne Asada Fries. Mm, sweet Filibertos. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Vactor, what's been going on this week? You're never going to believe this. Microsoft signed a 10-year contract to bring Xbox games to Nintendo consoles? What? 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 <laughs> so Microsoft's president and vice chairman, Brad Smith, 
announced today that the company signed a 10-year contract. He was on Twitter talking all about it. A 10-year binding legal agreement to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo players the same day as Xbox with full feature and content parity? <laughs> that doesn't sound doable. Yeah. Full features, 100% accurate to the think, Xbox and PlayStation? It would just look worse. I think they have the same features, but it just won't look as good. You're going to have to download yeah. that Nintendo app on your phone if you want to do voice chat. Yeah. And clearly this is like uh, a dunk on Sony, right? <laughs> of Oh, you think we don't support the competition? Look at that, Sony. We just signed a decade-long agreement. What do you think of that? We think but, of that lawsuit. I mean, we already know what this is. Is Nintendo really the competition, though? <laughs> like, um, I, I think. Know. I think. In, I think in courts. I think in courts you could argue. I. I think it is. You know. I know what you're saying, Rob. I do agree with what you're saying, but I think if you're going into court, you're definitely. <laughs> uh, all right. Good call. Like, good call. Hey, they make video games, and we're putting this on their console. Too. Ever heard of Mario, Your Honor? <laughs> Ever yeah. heard of? Legend of Zelda, Your Honor. Yeah. That'll teach you. Yeah, that him. shit's definitely happening. Well, Would been... you play Call of Duty on your Switch, Jeff? Um, I think I would try it. I would definitely see what's up. It's going to look like shit, though. I already know. It's been <laughs> 10 years since Call of Duty was on a Nintendo franchise. 2013's Call of Duty Ghosts was on the Wii oh, U. Oh, wow. Jeff. Remember huh. that? Remember the Wii U, Jeff? <laughs> so, I mean, I think uh, me and like maybe two million other people are the only ones that bought Wii U's, and I bought mine like used, refurbished. We, uh, me and Rob are <laughs> two of them. That's oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I guess you both probably owned it too. I loaned my Wii U to a friend in exchange for his PS3 because he wanted to play. Oh gosh, it must have been Wind Waker remastered, and I wanted to play The Last of Us. Hey. So we we traded consoles so we could play games, and then guess what? I still have that console of his. He never got his his PS3 back. Sorry, Josh, Dang. if you're listening to this, not not Picard, Josh. That's a personal <laughs> reference for uh, for me uh, and Trent. Uh, I, I bet if you go around Rob's Josh. house. If you go around Rob's house, he has books with like library, you know, labels <laughs> on them. Him, <laughs> These things are, they just give them to you, Jeff. <laughs> I actually, the very first time I ever touched a Wii U was at Rob's house. He showed it to mm. me. <laughs> Come yes. in here, close the door. I want to show you my Wii U. <laughs> Mom, leave us alone. We're going uh. in my room. <laughs> Microsoft is also going to be bringing Xbox games, including Call of Duty, to GeForce Now, Rob's favorite service that he forgot to stop paying for. That's true. I've got. <laughs> I don't even know when it renews. Like I'm going to have to look at that again. He paying. It's just money it, down the drain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Trent's cool with it. He's like, yes. I, I play it whenever I want. That's how I, I even remember the password. Midnight Suns. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, that's the same. <laughs> deal with nvidia where all xbox games that play on pc are going to be coming to geforce now so halo on geforce now jeff i mean who's no one's streaming games so i don't really <laughs> I, I think it's so me 
like uh, I don't even think you do it. I don't even think you fucking do no, it. No, Midnight Suns. That's the game. Mm, that's the did it for game. 15 minutes. That's like the yeah, that's like the one you could do kinda. Like those games would work, but ain't nobody playing fucking Halo on GeForce now. Well, I also play the Xbox Cloud Gaming. I use that from time to time. And as a matter of fact, my uh-huh. wife was asking me the other day, she was like, can I play this Game Pass game? And I was like, yeah, you know, you can actually, through that cloud thing, you could do it on a laptop, you could do it on your phone, you could do it on an iPad. So she might use it. So there's some there's yeah. some people out there, Jeff. Heaven for, I hope she doesn't do it on her iPad or her phone. Maybe. Do it on do it on a laptop. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Miss um, Vector. <laughs> something that Miss Vector might also be taking part in is the Tetris story. Whoa! Uh, coming to Apple TV Plus on March 30th, based on the true story of American video game salesman Hank Rogers. That's H-E-N-K. Hank Rogers. Get out of here, Hank. <laughs> played by Taron Edgerton. His discovery of Tetris in 1988. So, if you want to know how Tetris came about, watch this show on Apple TV Plus. <clears throat> or a movie. Give me a, a I want, like, you know, Rihanna, Vin Diesel in an action <laughs> Tetris movie. Make this, like, a Battleship or whatever. Well, you know what's whatever funny? She was in. This is listed as a thriller. <laughs> so I don't know what is a, a thriller about this. Who's going to eat a dead body in this? Somebody <laughs> is going to get crazy. I was going to say, did we, we review a... this on the pod? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Did, <laughs> didn't we have to. a Pac-Man movie? Remember that one movie that had Adam Sandler and it had Pac-Man? I can't oh, remember the name yeah, of it. you're right. That feels like an SNL bit. Are you sure that's real life? No, it's real. (laughs) It's not a fever dream. And Uh Donkey Kong was in it. Yeah. I I forgot the name of it. I don't remember what it was called. Yeah. So this Tetris movie looks like it's... Oh, Pixels. Pixels. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never actually saw the movie, but I saw that clip of Pac-Man. What Mm -hmm. the the listeners at home didn't see, though, is that Jeff turned around and looked at all his posters on his wall (laughs) and saw the Pixels one. He forgot he even had it. Jeff's the only guy in America who has a Pixels poster on his wall. (laughs) So that's the Tetris movie coming March 30th. And then our final bit of video game news. Guess what, boys? Wonder Rob is going to be very busy because Resident Evil 4, the remake... Is, there's a VR version in the works right now, which what? is only going to be available for PSVR 2 owners. Oh, man. So Wonder Rob is going to be able to take advantage of this. And actually, right now, Resident Evil Village VR mode is free. I'll leave a link in the show notes. If you're one of those lucky people to get a PlayStation VR 2. If only you know, one of us had a PSVR 2. Yeah. Oh, wait! Ah, it's in my Somebody's hands. Did you, Look at did you unbox that? Did you take no, it out of the box? It's still sealed. <laughs> oh, this look. is going the way of the Switch, OLED. <laughs> I'm going to keep it in here for 30 years. Well, you can play right now, Rob. Resident Evil Village VR. Oh, I'm going to. I'm going to be. You can play that Step right on me, now. mommy. Also, Step credit to like me. Resident Evil being like one of the big game franchises that are actually like, hey, we're going to put a bunch of stuff out on VR. <laughs> like, like they put Village. Uh, they're going to put this out. Like, you don't, 
you don't see many of the big classic franchises uh, dipping into to VR very much. And they yeah. got Gran Turismo in PSVR. Oh yeah, and, uh, an update came out for that today. Also, I'm gonna be and driving this- cars, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, No Man's Sky had a PSVR two update. So a bunch of these games are getting uh, VR support. But you know, this isn't actually the first time Resident Evil Four has had a VR port. Last year, Capcom released another VR version of Resident Evil Four for the Oculus Quest Two. That's huh. true, and we talked about it on this pod, or I talked about it at one point, and I did not enjoy it <laughs> at yeah, all. I like, I like it for the Shaw factor. The I've seen videos online of people just getting freaked out because, like, you have that other level of immersion when you're in VR and you can't see what's like, can't feel what's around you. You don't know where you're at. You're just because I had that with Half Life Alex where. It was like I forgot what reality was after a while. When I was in there, I was like, "What? Where am I?" And it's a simple, weird thing because you're just in a room, but you take off the the VR helmet after being in it for a little while, and you're like, "Why am I facing yeah. this way? <laughs> I thought I was facing this way." So the the scary games, the the Resident Evil games, these are perfect. For Shaw, watching Shaw poop his pants—that's what I love. I love seeing that. I saw—I don't remember—I saw it today somewhere. Of course, I don't remember. I think I saw it on uh, IGN, maybe, or maybe it was Kotaku. While I was looking for stories to talk about, there's a v- there's going to be a horror game where the more you blink, the more you die. I think, what in the game or something oh, like that? Jesus. Where Sounds blinking like a, is the mechanic, like. Of okay. keeping the people away from you, like you don't want to blink, uh-huh. and so this is going to be hurt. good. It'll hurt you. Well, no, nope. Keep those eyes. I'm gonna go in. Oh, and it's like they open. move closer as you blink. Is that? Yeah, is that the idea? I think yeah, so. Yes, I think I've seen this. It's kind <laughs> of like, like this have, is gonna suck. Horror <laughs> games, like if you've seen, like where you like look one way and you turn around and they're right there. Kind of, um, man, what's that? What's that? It was a huge uh, factor. I know you played this game too. Uh, it, it's kind of it was kind of reminding me of um, you're like it's like those red figures and you shoot the gun oh. and like the further you walk, super the, hot, yeah, super, super hot. hot. Thank you, super um, hot. I like a, straight a up thriller. punched the wall playing super <laughs> hot one time. <laughs> that game is so good because <laughs> I you forget where you're at. Uh-huh. <laughs> so one time I I I hit the wall. It's not my proudest moment, but my wife would make fun of me because I'd be playing that in vr in the living room and i'd be like on my hands and knees like i'd mm-hmm. be on the floor because <laughs> the more yeah. you move the, the closer the bullets come and you gotta die mm-hmm. it's bullet hell jeff yeah and i remember having the quest that was one of the games i played probably the most on the quest um uh, when i when i had it for when i was actually active with it for a short while uh i think me too in and I just remember, like, you would be running around the room, and then, like, you'd, you'd like, look, and then you kind of, like, turn around, and there's, like, just, like, a red <laughs> a red dude, like, right on top of you, and you're just like, oh, shit. Um, that so, game yeah, was good was exercise, man. Like, I would I would mm-hmm. really, like, build up a sweat playing yeah. that game. <laughs> Let me dust off one of these, these quests. Maybe I'll get back into it. Which one should I be? This one, this one, or this one? <laughs> <laughs> So that's all the news. I don't know if I'm going to play that uh, Resident Evil 4 VR unless it comes out day one. 
with the game. Otherwise, I'll, I'll play just the remake, but I'm not going to want to go back in and play it again in VR. Um, I'm going to play the Resident Evil Village VR. I'll go back and try that. Probably just do the first the first uh, part. So, you, Lady Dormammu, <laughs> or whatever that <laughs> <name> is. <laughs> Get that. <laughs> Step on me. Sit on me, mummy. Uh, that's about it. All right. That's enough of that. Time to talk about what we've been playing this week. Uh, Trent and myself got uh, we got a chance to get into Atomic Heart, which just came out, Jeff. Now, Jeff, you haven't played this game yet, but I have a feeling this is going to be right up your alley. Because yeah, do is, you uh... or do you not like Bioshock? <laughs> well, isn't this EA's? I thought this was EA's. Uh, no, you're clone. thinking of. You're of, thinking of Wild Hearts. Oh, wow. This is oh, Atomic Hearts. Ah, oh, video games suck. Um, I do like Bioshock. They're Bioshock the worst. My favorite, Which, uh, let me... Franchises. Actually, since you bring that up, real quick, I played yeah. Wild Hearts for about 15 oh. minutes, and it's a Monster Hunter clone, and it's not very fun. Mm. And that's what? all I gotta say about Wild Hearts. Oh, is that man. true? Yes. Because the core mechanic of just hitting things is not fun. That's like the 90% of the game is just swiping at things. And what was that? Um, the Japanese game for PlayStation, not Onimusha, the other one. Um, uh, uh, the Samurai. You know, the other one. <laughs> the Samurai game. The one that just recently came out. Tons oh, of acclaim. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. I'll think. Yeah, anyway, that game. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, right? Ghost of Tsushima, way better. And it, like, it's just more fun to play. Wild Hearts. Wait a second. Did uh, both these games come out this week? Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Two fucking. Okay. Two yeah, games not, with the word should, heart yeah, in it. Yeah, <laughs> it shouldn't be allowed. No. Uh, yeah, that is bullshit. But Wild Hearts, I played on the EA Pro thing, which uh-huh. I had signed up for just for Dead Space. And I was like, oh, I got this game for free. And then I was like, oh, I don't want to play this game anymore. Well, you're, I guess we'll just interrupt Atomic Hearts and just go full-blown Wild Hearts right now. Uh, well, I, so I don't have much to say beyond that. Well, well, I, we guess I, I guess my it. question, you didn't like Monster Hunter that much either, right? If you played any of it. You, you might have only played, like, you probably never really truly got yeah, into I can't, Monster Hunter I never either, got right? deep into it. I can't yeah. remember. Because, I mean, I loved Monster Hunter uh, Rise when that came out. And it was like, the the big thing for me there was, you know, hey, like, the, the the biggest problem with with Monster Hunter is Capcom and like the Japanese developers not quite getting online play. He still to this day like they kind of don't fully get it sometimes. Like so in in Monster Hunter you would have to like you would have to go play a mission and kill this like huge dragon before you could team up with somebody and go do it. And all I wanted to do with me and a, a couple of my buddies playing at the time is like, hey, let's all join a lobby and let's go find and hunt this dragon. It's going to take us, you know, 45 minutes to chase it down and, you know, jump on its back and, you know, do moves and then try to get this thing taken down and, you know, basically eventually scavenge parts off of it. But the the lobby system was so bad that it was like impossible to actually like play that game uh with people for me like it just kind of sucked and uh that's what i'm kind of hoping is happening here but i I just need to see more i need to i'm not also i don't want to buy this game you know like i don't want to like this should this feels like it would have been 
a good game for like a you know game pass let's say or something like that is would well, have been perfect for me uh but remember, it's Jeff, not there i got you know. it through a service like that it's called ea play that's it's on that service but i don't want to pay for ea play either is the problem <laughs> so wow. what do you want i don't understand <laughs> i wanted i wanted a game pass come on phil well, spencer. let me call bill gates ah. yeah phil spencer get bill. out there and get it rob listen i'm on the phone <laughs> with jeff and uh can you give him some of that free free he said no jeff sorry bye and the sketch you can get it for dead space and then play wild hearts while you have it which is what i did fair enough (laughs) okay (laughs) in case anybody was curious i've never played monster hunter either but that's neither here nor there yeah i play good games boys all right introduce you let's talk atomic hearts i'm gonna like i was saying jeff i think this is a jeff game after playing it because i I know how you feel about bioshock Mm. and this has bioshock feels all over it it's a first person shooter Set in a uh, alternate future where uh, Russia has created robots that do everything for you, except one day, Jeff, somebody goes clickety clickety clack into the mainframe and all the robots turn on you and society. And now you got to invade Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. And you got (laughs) to, wow, topical. and then you gotta go you gotta go medieval on their robot asses. Nice. And you also have a little glovey that can help you see through walls and you can upgrade and shoot electricity mm-hmm. out of and ice and all sorts of things, Bioshock style. Trent, nice. what'd you think of this? And is it uh I guess question oh. before you guys go is so have you have you haven't both played it? Is it like tri- like left trigger? magic ability right trigger no like gun. is it bioshock in that way too it's or? bioshock in the idea but it's not bioshock in the execution okay so you have to press the uh, i was playing it on pc mm-hmm. uh i i finally bit the bullet and downloaded xbox game pass on my pc <laughs> is this on is this on game pass sorry yes okay yes then i will be playing this yes um but it's y on xbox you had to press okay. or on a regular Xbox controller. Why? Mm-hmm. I'm sure think yeah, of Triangle on PlayStation. Right. Uh, what'd you think, Trent? Yeah, this is exactly what Jeff would enjoy. It's a uh, spiritual successor to Bioshock, and it plays exactly like that. Um, the way that you're thinking of Bioshock. Actually, when I first loaded it up, I was like, am I playing Bioshock? Mm-hmm. I think this is what Bioshock would be if it came out in 2023. What was but, uh, the last one called? Infinite? Bioshock Infinite? Yes, which that was, was in the, the sky. One. It's like yeah. that, Jeff. Yeah. Like it's got yeah. that feel to it. Almost good. Good. Almost one. straight up exactly like it at the beginning of the game. Yeah. It's like an <laughs> alternate timeline where Russia won and everything is Russian and the US is like, oh, they're fighting unemployment and all this stuff. But I played it for about 15 minutes. And I got to the <laughs> twist where the robots took over. And I said, this is pretty good. This is Mudfish. Mudfish is the developer. This is their first title. I can see them doing, you know, sequels to this and, and having a franchise of Atomic Hearts. 
and it's that steampunk vibe to it. Um, so futuristic, I, but like yeah. set in an era type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I didn't love it, but especially after coming from Wild Hearts, the it was like the graphics look way better. the The gameplay is is way tighter. It's just night and day. Um, heads heads and tails above Wild Hearts. So, oh, oh really? I thought you were saying Wild really? Hearts was better. You oh, told no. me an EA game does not look good. Is that what you're saying? Mm-mm. Madden, it is not. Did you play it on your phone? No, Where I, did you play? This that? is on the PC. Okay. Dang. All right. I don't know if you can get EA Play on your phone. I know. I'm just. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I was Atomic just... Heart is right up Jeff's alley. This is something. I'm surprised Jeff didn't play it. It was on Game Pass. It's like Bioshock. It is very. Hey, much... I've been trying to find a fucking broom in a Harry Potter for nine hours. <laughs> fucking cunts in that shit. Uh, let's go back. Well, put a pin in that, Jeff. We'll circle <laughs> back. We'll circle back to that. Uh, now, I am liking the game, uh, Jeff. I don't think it's going to tear me away from Hogwarts Legacy. Right. It's not getting the right. priority spot right now. That might change again, though, now that the PSVR 2 is right here. And I got this <laughs> Call of the Mountain or whatever it is. Right. But again, neither here nor there. But I played it on the old ultra wide. I can tell you, Jeff, that the uh, the art direction in this does mimic Bioshock quite a bit. Uh. The the aesthetic, the feel of Bioshock Infinite, if you can recall, right. like it, it's very close to that. So much so, this is just a tiny spoiler for the beginning of the game, that you are actually on an island floating in the sky, Bioshock Infinite Oh, style. wow. Okay. But it's so the future, yeah. not the past. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know it, if you uh, can like, go Looking through the trailer, it seems like there's like big monuments, which is like very Bioshock Infinite-esque. Yeah. You know, like there's clearly a large government, you know, uh, influence happening in this world. And there's one part at the very beginning, and Trent would probably saw it too, where you go into this giant building like a skyscraper, and it has this big giant lobby with statues everywhere, and that you have mm-hmm. to walk all the way across it to get to an elevator, and it takes like three minutes just to walk across this lobby because it's so huge. But it it reminded me a lot of um, Bioshock One when you mm-hmm. hit the lighthouse for the first time, oh, and you walk right. into that lighthouse, even though yeah. the the size wasn't big. But that feel, yeah. that aesthetic, that sort of like this is, uh, you know, the dictatorship that we're under, and mm-hmm. you'll you'll live free if you follow these orders. Like that's sort of feel that's, to it. That's high praise because I would say I would say the opening to Bioshock. I would say all the way uh, from the start of Bioshock until you meet the Big Daddy for the first time, and you get you know even I would say almost the first Big Daddy fight. It's like legendary video game time i think like everybody should play that um oh yeah so that's kind of high praise rob you're you're throwing on it's that. similar it's similar. similar i can't say for sure if this is or is not better than any bioshock game i've played because i'm right. only a few hours into it, it and it's like it, this is very like main mission driven like yeah as far so as yeah tell, it's like, not there's not like not you know, really open, open world yeah. per se um, there's like open areas, but it's not open world exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's very, very story driven, very linear in terms of that path, at least so far. And you have your little glove that you can upgrade um, and the glove talks to you. So there's like a little back and forth like 
just like every game has now where you're talking to an inanimate object and it talks back to you. Um, and the thing that, that makes me roll my eyes the most though about it. Again, I don't have any real problems with the game short of a small gripe, but I'll get to that in a sec. Um, there, you get to these machines where you can upgrade your glove or your weapons or things mm-hmm. like that. Is and it a the, vending machine? Like yeah, kind it's, of, it's similar man. to a vending machine. Man, but this is Bioshock. Yeah, and, but it's a it's voiced by a female actress, so the machine itself is female, and all it does is do dirty talk innuendos at you. Ah, uh. like, put it in me. Like it's <laughs> all it does is say <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, it, it for real it does. Like it gets almost uncomfortable. <laughs> like if somebody was talking to you. It, like this in real life you'd be like dude why are you being so gross <laughs> like it goes way beyond like anything attractive um the so so far oh, i don't want to spoil it too much but you know there's a lot of a lot of gameplay mechanics where you're like there's rooms that have like globs of jello in it it's the best way i can describe it and you can hop uh-huh. in the jello and use that to like get from one end of the room to the other like sounds like a sexy game yeah is what, is what this is yeah <laughs> it sort of here. is <laughs> um you're fighting robots there's actually you know it's just it really is a lot like bioshock the more i try to describe it the more i feel mm. like i'm describing bioshock you gotta you have, like, remember bioshock when you go to the vending machine remember bioshock when you're floating in the sky remember bioshock when you're doing yeah yeah but it, it, I, I feel it it just has that overall feel to it my mm. only complaint with it and i don't know if trent experienced this or maybe he didn't if the controls feel really twitchy yeah like like unreal almost uh not yeah. unreal as if i couldn't believe them like if you're pl- ever playing like yeah. unreal tournament, unreal tournament uh, yeah, yeah. or quake like it's, it's real real twitchy it, controls yeah. and does it feel like 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 so when i think of unreal i think of like twitchy controls but i also think of like the momentum in that game, like bouncy, kind of like, are you kind of not so much on the like bouncy that? part, or but just, the, just mainly on part. the twitchiness? And mm-hmm. I so much where I went into the options and I turned the sensitivity all the way down or up. Oh wow, okay. Uh, I guess which which whichever way you want to look at it, I tried to make it as least sensitive as possible, and it's mm-hmm. it really didn't have much of an effect. Or were you doing a control- controller? You're doing a controller. Yeah, right? I, I started okay. on with a mouse and keyboard. Mm-hmm. That was why I was playing it. But then I, when it was too twitchy with the mouse, I was like, "I'm gonna, okay. I'm going to go to the controller." But it was, still was too twitchy, and so that's when I adjusted the sensitivity, and it didn't really make that much of a difference. I got used to it after a while, but in these first-person games, especially so atmospheric like this, I don't like move 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 i want to like take time and look and like take absorb the whole thing right but it's tough it's, and then when you've got four or five <laughs> of these these robots they come running at you like they full they full on sprint at you and then they do no joke jeff flying kicks like ninja style like power <laughs> ranger style oh, through the air <laughs> like at you <laughs> like it feels like i'm moving way too fast to like keep up with what these these robots are doing like it's very easy for me to lose sight of them mm-hmm. so that that's really my only complaint but the the feel is what's really sucking me in jeff like it it really has that bioshock feel 
the story is so so uh right now just at the beginning part you're going after the person who uh turned off all the robots or turned on the robots or mm-hmm. however you want to look at it that's the main goal right now and there's a lot of like oh, here's a door oh it's locked i better go get a key okay i gotta come back oh this right this, i unlocked this door but it has a special combination so now i gotta do puzzles like spider-man 2 <laughs> or bioshock with the with the tubes remember Get the gotcha. little tubes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall i am enjoying it i think this is one i might come back to and keep playing uh but we'll see if harry potter you know, takes over or this PSVR two takes over. So Tom Hart would recommend, um, let's circle back to Jeff complaining about the broom and Harry Potter. I had a couple corrections. I I messed up on the name of the typical uh, publisher is Mundfish, (laughs) not Mudfish. Like I I thought you said, what a racist. Mudfish is the developer, not the publisher. And then also it is not, it does not take place in the future. It's an alternate 1955, a real <laughs> letter date. Okay. And then also, Hook, Jeff, remember Hook takes place all in of 1955. 59, add 14. Nice. All of the Russian stuff makes sense because Mundfish has offices in Moscow and St. Petersburg. There's also a little bit of controversy. Mudfish has been accused of harvesting data of users based in Russia and providing it to Russia's security services. The developer Oops. has denied the allegations. So there's that, and then there's also some controversy due to the the release date, which is which nearly coincides with the first anniversary of the 2022 Russian invasion of the Ukraine. So Jeff was making a joke, but it's real, Jeff. This here is real. <laughs> You're going to learn today, Jeff. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, Russia has all my info, and sorry to our Ukrainian <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I apologize. All right, now back to the to the wand. All right, I want to hear I want to hear Jeff complain about the broom. (laughs) Well, I mean, my biggest complaint is um, first off, (laughs) I actually ran in my first issue with the Steam Deck with this game. All right, I was was laying in bed and I'm like, you know, just watching TV, you know, about to fall asleep, and then. (laughs) Right. <laughs> well, we gotta address what Vactor just Vactor just did <laughs> the old yeah. the age old sign language jerking <laughs> off. I was playing Harry Potter. You Listen, <laughs> everybody does it. There's not any reason to be ashamed. Uh, so anyway, I was playing with Harry Potter on the Steam Deck. That's what they call it these uh-huh. days. Yeah, yeah. and so. <laughs> No, I ran into a thing where I I felt like I played for like 45 minutes and it like lost my progress. <laughs> I was so pissed off. Um what did the game crash? Uh no, because it was like doing the thing where so I don't know if you guys have experienced this. And this is like actually the this is actually the first time this happened to me on, on the Steam Deck. Um not the first time it's happened to me on PC though, before where Steam will be like, oh, your save is not in sync with another save that we have. Like, what do you want it to do? And I'm like, well, I don't want Steam to do anything right now. I want to, you know, I want to sync it up. And so I turn on, you know, the Steam Deck, and I'm trying to get the save to sync up. And, like, it doesn't seem like I have an option to, like, do anything. Maybe it's buried somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. But anyway, I, so when I went to my PC, I, I had lost, you know... 
it wasn't significant. Like I hadn't done like a ton. Like it was actually a lot of me like running around and like, you know, traversing the map because I was outside of Hogwarts at that time. So you had to right. run all the way back. Uh, well, I did because I was trying to find side missions. Um, and uh, so I lost some progress, which sucked. But um, yeah, man, I'm I'm at the point where, Rob, I don't know, how, how much have you done outside of Hogwarts? Have you run outside to the town and, and done that stuff a yes. lot? Yes, so I'd like to point out that I got the broom. I, I'm flying around. How far are you in? I'm about to look up how far you're in. I still haven't got this broom, and I just, I'm just like, give me the fucking broom. Because like, you just where have is to this mission? You have to follow the happening? main quest line. Uh-huh. Eventually, you'll get there. Yeah, because um, I just, I'm tired of running around. I just want to, I want to fly, Rob. You know, I want to fly. As soon as I got I that broom, and get you, you, when you get the broom, you have there's like two missions that you have to do like immediately uh-huh. in order to. Like once you get the the quote unquote privilege of having the I got broom. a Quidditch train, like a little bitch. So you get it. Uh, so you're you're half right on that, <laughs> yeah. and then there's an uh, another mission where a broom maker in Hogsmeade wants you to test new brooms, and so you have to you have to do a whole mission there. Who wants me but to these ride are, it? Like you have to pretty much do these when you get the broom, and Ooh. then. You can fart around and fly around, and that's exactly what I did. I just was <laughs> zooming around, seeing what can I visit, uh, finding myself in situations uh, where I am severely underleveled <laughs> by exploring places I sh- probably shouldn't be exploring yet. Yeah, um, but it I I got out of there with the skin of my teeth, Jeff, because I'm playing it on Wii mod. Oh, okay. Are, are your mods working? By the way, because yes. I did also try that to see, and mine just wouldn't work for some reason. The, but I think I'm mine only using a version issue. one. Yeah, I got uh-huh. the upgraded the upgraded version of the game. Okay, and I'm only using one mod from Wii Mod, and then it's I turned off the spell cooldown. Feature. Okay, yeah, so you can just spam it, so yeah. I can just do my spells and not yeah. have to worry about that. Uh, everything else, I'm just playing as is, at least for now. Yeah, uh, I mean that, that seems fair. Like. You know, because I, I think that I think that'll cut down on like some of your boss fights, but like it's not going to take away yeah. from the game. You know, it's not like just powering through it like a madman, right? Um, so yeah, I'm just uh, I'm trying to get to this fucking broom. How freely can you fly? Can you just can you just hop on the broom? Can you like wand it right at your you know the control carriage and take off? I would say ninety percent <laughs> of what you just said you can do. Okay. And- if there's a faster way to do it, I haven't figured it out yet. But you have to go into a menu. You have to pull like a di- uh, the the mm-hmm. the menu of items up and select it, and then gotcha. go. Like it. So far, I haven't been able to bind it to like a, a, the directional pad or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe you can. I might not. I just might not have looked hard enough or given it enough effort. Right, uh, but outside of that, it's fine, and you can dismount it real easy. What you can't do is there's just certain areas you can't take your broom. Like it does, it won't let you be in Hogsmeade with your broom. Like that's mm-hmm. a place you have to run around on foot, and certain oh, areas okay. of uh, certain areas of Hog, or not Hogsmeade, Hogwarts, you can't get on uh with your broom, and some places you can't land depending on your house too, because like Ravenclaw has an outdoor mm. balcony in the common area, but if you're not Ravenclaw, you can't land there. Right. And so, uh, I'll say one other thing. I don't know if you guys caught the comment on our Instagram from a buddy of ours. What? Oh, old, old James Weaver. 
Oh, uh, that's a comment. I think that is important. And actually, Rob, what house did you get? You were with Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. So, you, I man, it's one of the. <laughs> this is not an insult, but it's definitely one of the lower tier houses. So, Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw. I don't really know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they get a, uh, there's an exclusive mission for one of those houses that is, you go to Azkaban and you do a mission in Azkaban. I think it's Hufflepuff. I think I heard that's Hufflepuff. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck. Like I went with, I went with, you know, Gryffindor because I figured I want the most missions. I thought that would give you the most variance and they have this hidden uh, for that house. Uh, So I just watched a video of it (laughs) and it looks pretty cool. I tried Um, finding Azkaban on the broom, but I couldn't find it anywhere. uh But the map is huge. So I think what happens is the mission you trigger as as a member of the house or whatever house it is, uh, you go to it and then I don't think you can go back. So I think it opens it for a limited time. And then once you're done, you can't because you're doing I think it's like a it's kind of like a, you know, a prison break scenario. You're there to kind of like you fight some death eaters. You do, you know, all that stuff and you get somebody out and then you take off kind of thing. Uh, right. So that is also bullshit uh, that I'm going to miss out on playing. But I think I might what I might try to end up doing to, to play that mission is I might uh just find somebody save on like Reddit <laughs> or online and just <laughs> give me, give me somebody whose save is like right there and I can just go play the game and I'll just, or play the mission and I'll just load that up and play that mission and be done. Um, it's kind of my plan for that. Yeah. There you go. So I also was reading that there's not going to be any DLC for Hogwarts. That's what the reports are yes. saying. But supposedly the scuttlebutt around us that this, company is already working on a sequel to this game and this is all rumor and conjecture it will mm-hmm. be the american wizarding school Ooh! oh wow i uh, i will say this there are people playing this game in my life that i've me? never seen play video games oh. that are into harry potter right so like the idea that they wouldn't do a sequel or do additional content uh, it's crazy. Like it's definitely happening. Like that, the negative press around like you know people in like streamer in the streamer world means like jack shit to this because people are playing this like crazy. If it's reaching like that parts of my life, like I already know. Right. Well, more to come. More Harry Potter uh, updates. I'm sure for the foreseeable future because <laughs> this game's gonna take forever for us to beat. Uh, moving on, it says Shadow Warrior 3 in the Let's Play section. Is that you, Trent? Yes. This game is very similar to if you played Bulletstorm mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. game, which I had a lot of fun with, it's a first-person <laughs> action platformer, kind of. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, the guy's trying to be funny as he's talking. I wasn't really paying attention to the, the comedy and the jokes of the game, but the actual gameplay of the first person um, shooting is fun. And this is the third version of this. I had not played the other two, but I noticed Jeff W had. So I was, I downloaded shadow warrior two on steam Mm -hmm. and then shadow warrior one was also, I'm sorry. I downloaded shadow warrior one. That was the one Jeff played. Shadow Warrior 2 is on sale right now for $2.99. So I was thinking about going all in on this franchise, boys, because 
I had a little bit of fun playing Shadow Warrior 3. This is free on Game Pass, so you can get mm-hmm. it right Oh, it now. is? Yes. And oh, wow. Ooh, you know when this... I last played Shadow Warrior? was 2014. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> is it on Game Pass PC? Did yes. It? That's, that's where I played it. So uh, this was... Um, this was also released the same time as Atomic Heart, the same week. Mm-hmm. And it's on the front page. It's only a five-hour game. So I might see credits on this one, boys. Yeah, and you're very much really? like, it is Bulletstorm. The first one, at least, is Bulletstorm with a sword. Like, you're yes. just going around fucking shit up. And it this was, is it was kind like of... A, me and my work buddies were all playing it at the same time. Okay. This is also kind of Devil May Cry-ish, because mm-hmm. you have your sword... And then you get guns. So you're switching yeah. between swords and guns as you're playing. <laughs> I was looking but, at the clip earlier when I was looking at the notes and I'm looking through like, I'm like, oh yeah, let me see like what this is. I'm like, did this come out recently? Like, man, this is going to be a hell of a year. And I was like, oh, came out like almost a year ago. And there's just a raccoon licking its balls. And it's like, <laughs> there's like sick. a black box over the raccoon's balls. I'm like, what is this game? Like, I don't remember this game being uh, f- intentionally funny like this. This is also uh, Devolver Digital, which I like a lot of their games. So if you're into that type of game, like I said, first-person action platforming shooter, then this is right up your alley, Shadow Warrior 3. There you go. There you go. I think that's it for the games we've played this week. But you know what we didn't play, but what we watched the latest episode of Last of Us, episode six on HBO called Kin. After ignoring the advice of locals, Joel and Ellie descend deeper into dangerous territory in the search of fireflies and Tommy. Spoilers for this week's episode, of course. Uh, let's just get into it. Did Joel die at the end of this episode, boys? <laughs> Is, I had, Joel, is our boy Joel dead? No. Come on. I had on, two guys. coworkers ask me, because neither one of them have played the game. Mm-hmm. Tell me. You tell me right now if he's dead. Do not do this to me. Do not do this to me. They can't kill Joel, can they? Can they? They were very upset. Which I had, I, was, a friend, I had a friend call me with 23 minutes left in the episode. I answered the phone. She goes, um, is Joel dead? And I'm like, I'll let you know in 25 minutes. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know. The spoilers. <laughs> like, Lose my number. That's what Jeff says. <laughs> Eat my shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't beat him in a video game, so I didn't say that. Oh, man. I didn't, I didn't call that out. But yeah. There's no way he's dead. No, obviously he's not dead. I mean, you know, we got the whole... We got that whole like cannibal story arc coming up, you know, like, and they haven't even teased that yet. Like, we got well, the next I mean, episode is the DLC, the DLC, right? That I'm hoping that's going to be a standout episode, kind of like uh, what what do we call it? Just the gay episode? I don't even know what you call it. Like, <laughs> it sounds like I'm demeaning it, but I'm just I'm just trying to say what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm not, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what it is. You know what I'm talking that about. Gay episode. <laughs> Listen, if I the, say season the best episode of the season, <laughs> season one, episode three, or I say the gay episode, you the know it. Exactly we all know what we're talking, talking about. about. We all know the you know the great episode of television that it was. Also, I'm trying to look at 23 minutes left 
he gets stabbed at nine minutes left in the episode. So at 23, was it when he was having the panic attack? Probably. Uh, maybe. What was going on in the episode? Um, no. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what was happening. It's 23 minutes left in HBO's. Like, oh, so the... there's like the end of that is like, you got to count that like two or three minutes for like the teaser and their little after. I'm trying after, to remember what's happening. I don't show think... conversation. I'm, yeah, I don't remember what the hell happened, what was going on, but I just remember it not being plainly obvious that he was, you know, All right, yeah, going towards he, that direction. He gets stabbed at the 58-minute mark here. Mm -hmm. uh, this episode had the, the little uh, confrontation between him and Ellie, which is famous in the game. And they, they actually, I was watching that after show thing, and they said, mm -hmm. or no, I'm sorry, I was listening to the official podcast, that's what it was, and they said, they didn't alter anything. He's like, this was perfect in the game. So I just immediately, like, I just did it one for one. I wanted the same background. I wanted everything the same. Yeah. The dialogue was the, the same. Wallpaper, yeah. The wallpaper background is like the same so exact thing. I thought they did a, a great job in that. And it was also interesting um, seeing the town in here. Um, I forgot the name of it. Um, Jackson. Yeah. Remember that comes from the second game. So they're yeah. they're kind of combining stuff and having the knowledge of the second game now. Right. It's interesting hearing Craig Mason talk and then Neil Druckmann like, oh yeah, I wish I had done it this way. I wish I have this knowledge now. And they teased Ellie's girlfriend in this episode mm -hmm. where it was that girl that was looking at her and she's like, What are you looking at? Was, what about her manners? Bitch. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> well, you want to kiss? Yeah. Well, come over and kiss me? And they didn't <laughs> confirm it in the podcast, but they were like, mm, I don't know. Maybe could be her. And Troy Baker was like, what? I didn't even think of that. So I thought that was fun. That I didn't did read any of the other script outside of what I had to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I actually thought this was a good episode of character building and of their relationship between Joel and Ellie of this is the one where it felt like he flipped from, Oh yeah, you're just cargo to this is like my daughter. This is like the person that I'm going to protect no matter what. This was the episode that I, yeah. that I felt like Joel realized that in, in the game, in uh, part one of the game, I think when they originally meet up, it's just them two kind of at their own little, like, compound right like uh his brother and whoever he's with the oh, woman that he's um, with um there i think so, yeah the i don't dam. think they have yeah right yeah. so they kind they of meet. put that dam there so they kind of like mm -hmm. you know tease that a little bit yeah and also i thought the opening of this episode was great that where they they go to that cabin uh they meet those that actor that you yeah. see play a native american yeah he's been in Dances with wolves. Anytime and, you need a Native American, yeah. that's your go-to guy. That <laughs> I like his wife. Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm. The gum was all the way over there. <laughs> yeah, me and my wife were <laughs> laughing the whole way through. <laughs> but yeah, that that was great. I, th I just thought it was another great episode. It wasn't as I don't think the it's not as, actiony. Yeah, it wasn't like a lot of stuff standout stuff to me. But I just thought it was a solid episode of, of building up that relationship between ellie and uh joel i like when joel had to choke that guy out and then he snap his neck i was like i had to do that a million times in the game <laughs> it's just like the game 
Oh, man. Each episode gets... I don't want to say each episode is better, because I don't think that's necessarily the case, but each episode has kept me engaged. Each yeah, time. It's, it's continually built. And I, I mean, I, I don't know. It might have been Screen Crush that me and Vector watch all the time on YouTube. They're putting out the like, hey, this is like... Easter a eggs. good video game franchise mm-hmm. yeah. that is hitting the screen, right? Well, like, they this said, is, you know, is this, this going to be break Sonic, that, Rob? This they, is be better said, than Sonic. Is this going to oh, break well. that curse, the video game <laughs> curse of everything's bad, you know, live action? Uh-huh. Well, I think, you know, I think, I hope, because I think obviously, like, to, I mean, to say, like, oh, this is a video game show, like, I mean, obviously that is, that is true, but it is also, you're looking at, maybe one of the best video game stories of all time, right? Like you think of like storytelling and, you know, character development, like last of us is probably on like a top five of all time list, if not like one or two. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so there's like, it's a little bit easier to build, but I think, you know, the credit, like you said, Vector, when you watch those behind the scenes afterwards, like that writer I can never remember his name, but always talks about the changes that he's made. Like, give that, give these things to a good writer, and I think you know anything's possible, especially with HBO. The show or the know? game? Uh, the show. Okay, not that's not Craig, Neil, not yeah, Neil, but the that's other guy, Craig Mason. Yeah, Craig Mason. So like, he talks about like you know the the changes that he's brought in. So it's it's like I feel like you know you can turn these games into like good stories. You just need uh, a guy like him, uh, I think, to come in and like make it uh workable yeah mm-hmm. there you go well stay tuned for next week because obviously we're going to be talking about that also i'll be giving you my thoughts on this psvr2 oh yeah amongst other things so you're gonna want to come back next week now before we wrap up this week i want to tell you about a couple of things have you heard of the vectorverse well the vectorverse <laughs> is trent's very own podcast where he talks about everything and anything comic book related and on the most recent episode myself and Shaw from the Trechnopod podcast guest started to talk all about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania Ants Ants. (laughs) Now I'm going to let you take over for what what I'm about to say Trent is it true are the rumors true that Vactorverse is migrating from an audio-only podcast to strictly a YouTube podcast. Is that right? That or is, am I am I mistaken? That is correct. You are correct. The so you won't find audio on on any podcatcher. You got to go to YouTube. Is what you're saying? Correct. From now on, it is turning from. I I'm going to describe it as a YouTube show from now on instead of a podcast because you will only get to see it on. YouTube, it's it's going to be a YouTube exclusive. But you can still listen to it like a podcast yes. if you're driving or something like that. And you if you got go YouTube, YouTube Premium, like the real men, if you want to be a man, oh, you got man. YouTube Premium, <laughs> you can actually listen to it while you're Jeez. doing other stuff, background play on your phone, like it's a podcast. So the functionality is still there. You're just going somewhere else. Yes. So you'll be able to see my beautiful face, Trent's beautiful face, and Shaf's face will be there too. <laughs> talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp. So Mo check Shaf. that out. <laughs> speaking of Shaf, Trent also has another podcast called Treknopod, which has made its triumphant return after its short hiatus. Talking about 
Picard Season 3 and the new supplemental series on the same feed, Boldly Dadding, where Trent and Shaw talk about anything and anything Star Trek related slash parenting related and sometimes not even Star Trek related. <laughs> <laughs> this this week was all about screen time. What uh, actually, Rob, what what's your thoughts on screen time for for little for youngins? Uh, I think it can be beneficial. Uh, I think you got to be. I don't think there's anything wrong with screen time for kids. I think there's sort of like a stigma to it. Like you you feel like, oh, my kid only watches uh, screens for 10 minutes a day after meals, <laughs> uh, oh, but only every other day. Like, I don't really think there I don't think there's a right or a wrong answer because I can tell I can tell you from personal experience not to get too off track here that my boy Lincoln has uh, learned quite a bit from screen time. Sesame Street's benef- benefited him quite a bit. Uh, as much as I hate Blippy, Blippy has helped him <laughs> out. You know, reading, math, numbers, shapes. Like my my boy is reciting things to me that I know for a fact he learned on Sesame Street. The other day, I was driving him home in the Tesla, and what I like to do, there's this long stretch of road by the house, and I will drive real slow and then i will just gun it on the tesla and throw him back in his chair and he loves it he goes go fast dad go fast and then i stopped and he said go fast and i said i can't we're at a stop sign and he goes stop sign is stop sign has eight sides and that's an octagon dad (laughs) and i know he learned that from sesame (laughs) so i think screen time is not a bad thing necessarily in moderation what do you think about australian accents right oh um okay let's talk about it they're the best (laughs) (laughs) uh i know shaf feels the opposite of this (laughs) but i don't know why he has feelings to begin with because he has never watched bluey but my boy my boy really loves bluey and uh we both can understand the uh, the accent perfectly fine and he's even my boy that is taking up phrases that are clearly australian like have a go or i reckon <laughs> he starts to say those things and it's the cutest fucking thing i've ever heard whenever i hear him say are you it. having a laugh <laughs> he hasn't said that yet that's british <laughs> but anyway uh so if you want to get those those fun parenting conversations on top of Anything and everything Star Trek related, you're going to want to check out Trek No Pod, available anywhere you get your podcasts. Now, speaking of podcasts, this podcast that you're listening to, if you want to find our social media links, you can check the show notes, linktree forward slash the sandbox gamers. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, do all the things. And last but certainly not least, GG, everybody, GG. G? I found a spear. <laughs> 